0: Covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes
1: area. This is the Listen Local podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Isaiah Moingen, and thanks for listening to the Listen Local podcast. That's what I'll do at the end. Yep, but that's <laughs> it's better than but, before, though. But then we'll do. We want a, the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what did you say at the beginning? Hi everyone, I'm Isaiah Moingen, and welcome to the Listen Local podcast. Ooh, I like that. Hi everyone, I'm Isaiah Moingen, and welcome to the Listen Local podcast.
2: Hi, Isaiah,
1: Jacob, and Colton. Hello. Thank you for thank you for joining me in my studio here. And uh, <laughs> for the beautiful here. Blazer Wait, thank, building. Thank you. For having oh, us. I love it. Well, Did the, you hear what he
2: just said there? There's the clip for yep, the beginning yep, there's, in the beautiful Blazer building. <laughs> well, it's funny because you have a building
1: inside of the building. I'm so oh okay. It's like a, you have okay. your own little hut here. Gotcha. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I was going to call it a hut as well. Yep. I'm gonna. Yep. I, I, I mean, not that this
2: has depiction. been used in this town very much, but I sort of
1: like the Blazer Bungalow.
2: That's uh, no. already that's
1: copyright missed, infringement. Yeah, you missed the boat, as they say, on that one.
2: Okay, so I do like how you began it, I, Colton. Though I'm wondering if we're ever gonna have an intro that's not awkward as crap.
0: Um,
2: probably not. No, but probably it's okay. Not. No, it's okay. I think it's uh,
0: you know, it's like the character. It's just you put it all out there. Yeah. Um, we're real.
2: Yeah. This is real, raw, <laughs> Listen Local opening.
1: So anyways, uh, we're just going to hop on and do a little bit of a recap for you guys. we got a couple of things we want to hit on. Uh, talk a little bit about sponsorship. Talk a little bit about BCE. Um, let's start out with, uh, how was your guys' uh, last week? How was your weekend? What did you do? I think we should start with Colton because it was sort of a big week in his life last
2: week. So um, what was your last week like, Colton? My last week was...
0: Crazy. We did last week. We had Brock on to uh, discuss the Minnesota Traders Grand Opening event. I was able to enjoy uh, the day on Saturday during all the festivities. Um, I skipped yoga, I skipped the coffee cupping because I've been to uh, a couple in Duluth. Um, other than that, I was around for the music and uh, just the you know taking in watching everybody experience the the new menu and just the space the people that hadn't been here but by the end of the day i was just telling everybody that it was actually not our grand opening and it was just my going away party uh because that was kind of the the last hurrah for me being involved in traders and now um i can fully dive back into woodster water will one welcome you back full time position instead yeah. of eight yeah. open
2: arms it was uh it was pretty cool though um, I was here uh, most of the day off and on documenting everything, but there were a couple times where we just ran into each other and you were just sort of like taking it all in, like you said, and it, it's gotta be a sigh of relief a little bit. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, I think time will tell. I think we got to get through this first winter, um, to really gain that momentum, you know, kind of our, our, our warmups before the, the busy, crazy summer that I'm sure we'll have next year. Uh, but yeah, get through the winter, keep, keep working out all the kinks in the, the processes and, uh, yeah, I, we're, we're very hopeful and optimistic about where things are going. And it was funny, like Sunday after the grand opening, crazy busy day Monday, it was like people suddenly realized we were here. Uh you know we've been open for a little over a month but we had to tell them that we were officially officially open and not just kind of officially open.
1: It was the ribbon uh, cutting with the chamber. The ribbon cutting with That's, the chamber was probably it. At, yeah Friday. You can't Friday. come until the ribbon cutting happened. Friday we had the
0: the Pequot Brainerd Chamber here, blue coats, oversized giant scissors which I was surprised are actually real. Yeah. Um so that was fun little
1: hazard. I mean holy, are our businesses hazardous.
2: actually open until they hold up the Lakes Proud sign?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. No. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, successful weekend. Traders is yeah. open, officially yeah. open.
1: Yep. Uh, my favorite part from Saturday was my... Uh, so our the band that sang for our ceremony for my wife and I when we got married this spring, uh, they came and they were... Uh, We're the second band that played here, did their live music set, and they actually played the song that we, uh, Ally Walked Down the Aisle to uh, that day, so that was very, very special. That was cool to see them and have them come in, and um, I don't know, it was just a fun day. It felt like it was a very long day, because it was like showings and then back to Traders, and the tab was pretty big at the end of the day, but I'm sure Colton loved that. Um, But yeah, new menu. What's your favorite new menu item, Colton?
0: Um a great question i i love the bagel sandwich which we released um you know maybe a week before the grand opening um i love that thing also the charcuterie boards they're just fun easy to share for a group of people to come in and hang out breakfast oh the shareables
1: got it that's what
0: we We, we got
2: a we tried the one of them um was it the what's the main one with the traditional board? Yep, that yep. one. Board. We tried that because whoever ordered it that day decided to leave before it came out. So we GPS. you and I said, you know what, we'll take that. Set it her right here on the bar. And it was pretty yeah. darn good. And Colton was surprised that I liked a few of the things because he knows my um, um palette. Yep, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Is is um <laughs> not as refined that's it and uh <laughs> yeah but i i thought it was pretty darn good there was nothing too extravagant on there if that you know and it was it was very nice and proper and charcuterie but i thought it was a very very traditional great plate but i do also want to say the breakfast board now that's gonna that's the game changer right there you uh, can the have waffles
1: pizza No 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 oh
2: you're saying that i thought you were Thinking, of, I was thinking that, like the breakfast, the
0: breakfast pizza. pizza, the way that Jacob insists on ordering Correct. it, or the way that the kitchen
1: intends How to prepare it. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, so yeah, what was your take on the weekend? Mine? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was
2: cool. I mean, it was a beautiful weekend. You, we couldn't have asked for better weather. Fall colors, and this is something I want to bring up too, because Colton and I had a discussion. He sent me a picture about a month ago saying, you're missing out. It's 6.30 in the morning. You're missing out on this shot. Look at the colors. And I said, just wait. They're going to get better. And we, we didn't know what to expect because it's been such a weird summer of no rain and super hot and then nothing. And then we're like, how long is this going to last? The it's trees gonna be- were dying
0: The trees August. were dying. <laughs> and I'm telling
2: you what, we took a drive to, Isaiah, uh, we took a drive to Cross Lake a couple days ago, and 16 is probably the most colorful I've ever seen it in my whole oh, yeah. life it's the the colors right now are ridiculous now probably today sort of crappy outside they're probably gonna fall off today but um yeah it's been one of the most colorful ones I can remember for sure
1: yeah and even this morning like driving up just between like Nisswa and Pequot mm-hmm. all of like the birch trees are just like look like they're lighting on fire they mm-hmm. just all are like so vibrant right now it's you know after after last week cold and said we actually got some rain and they're gonna blossom up and mm-hmm. just die but yeah it's mm-hmm. cool
2: yeah, no, it's been cool. I mean, no, Colton, like, is it just me or does it seem like more and more people are going to the top of the Pequot Fire Tower this year to take photos?
0: No, I think I, I don't know what. It, well, obviously, it was kind of a safety hazard. Maybe yeah. Um, For you a know, a few, a few years ago, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the revitalization project I think helped. Um, and I think there's been a lot more promotion of it now that it's a safer place to go. Right. Um, yeah, I think words getting out there that's a pretty cool view. So it is. I have tit. Answer it. your
2: question. Yes, a yes. lot, a lot yep. more people are going yep. up there. Have you made the hike yet? Um, so here's the deal on that. I made the hike to the bottom. That sounds like a no. Yeah. Well, I made a hike. I made the hike, but I didn't climb. You walked the hundred yards from the parking lot to the bottom. It's of uphill, the <laughs> and I was out of gas. <laughs> so what we did was for this video we're doing for a Pequot Lakes video, which we will hopefully be able to see sometime early 2022. We had our guy, Fluxy, dive the Pequot Lakes Fire Tower. Um, I almost wish it was this week because the colors are much better this week than last. But he still got some. But, yeah, when you have drones, it takes away that climbing up high part. Because that same photo, somebody's going to get up exercise? there. Exercise. I don't need to do that. Exercise for me the is experience? like, I'm going to go get, shoot some hoops. Anything <laughs> more than that is about too much for me <laughs> right. right now.
1: <laughs> so, the, to moving on, the word on the street is... Listen Local now has a sponsor.
2: It's somebody we've known. We talked about it a little on the last podcast. I would like to really dive into it, this one, because now we're seeing it all come to fruition. Tyler Gardner, our wonderful mayor, but also the owner of Pequot Lake Sanitation and Gull Lake Sanitation. Colton, we've known him for a few years now. It, it almost is a perfect fit for something like this right away. And, and I mean, he's helped an extreme amount as we get our new products and new gear in day by day here.
0: The gear came in yesterday. I wasn't here for the uh, the opening of it. Uh, we looked, couldn't wait. Isaiah looks like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> with I, candy. I candy. With candy. Yep. Uh, I wonder if that was kind of what their name what <laughs> the is. Yeah, maybe. Is. maybe. Well, That's, it was sort of it random. to
1: do with their name. Sweetwater, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I wasn't looking,
0: I just saw the smarties. (laughs)
1: That's all I cared about.
2: Regardless, yeah, yeah, the gear
0: came. We're not recording on it right now because we haven't had time to don't say that, test it out. Well, no,
1: we need to say that,
2: people will notice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we want the best experience for you guys, so hopefully, next week we'll have that all set up. We want to go around and do some test runs and get the, the buttons all uh all yeah that's, and all that i got to learn this new board and figure out how to how it works versus this simpler smaller one
0: yeah yeah there are some big upgrades coming to yep. how we're going to be presenting the show though i mean yep. um our recording equipment's going to be better sound's going to be better but also uh you know we've had some creative ideas now that we have sponsorship we have a little bit of a budget mm-hmm. uh, behind us so we can do some more creative things for everybody so we're excited to unveil those over the coming weeks
1: the next
2: couple of shows i don't want to say we're rebranding but we are sort of rejuvenating our marketing style if that's right to say um i think you know you will see a We i feel like this summer we've done good getting out and about to um for a lot of on location but we want to continue to do that through the winter and into next year and um yeah i mean we got to just thank tyler and the Sanitation yeah, crew.
1: I know. I'm excited to have him on and do some trash talk.
2: There we trash go. Trash
1: talk with Tr- Tyler. I
2: love it. Um, another little segment we're we're you know kicking around because it worked so well this last weekend was Isaiah going out and about, and we don't know what to call it yet, but you know he he caught up with um, Eric from Duluth Coffee Co. while he was in town to do some coffee cupping here at the grand opening of Traders. Um, Colton, actually, let's start with you first. Like where. Where did that relationship start with Eric? Um, without giving too much away, maybe what he said in the in Isaiah's little interview with him. But we were talking about my favorite, our favorite parts
0: of of Saturday's grand opening, and just having Eric here uh, was probably mine. I think it was it was awesome for him to just be able to sit back with us and kind of hide in the corner and watch people, you know, what are their reactions when they walk in and what are they saying when they, when they leave after they've eaten a meal and had some coffee or had a couple of drinks. Cause that, that was something that, um, you know the team and eric and i all sat down together and put our heads together and said what is that experience we're delivering to people uh and eric had a role in that so it was cool to have him in town to to see what that looked like to see it all come to fruition the last time he was here this place was destroyed and under construction and you could kind of tell like i think it's going to be cool he was saying i think it's going to be cool but what is this place going to look like when it's open and yeah, it was,
2: it was awesome to have him here to, to see it. Let's listen to a little of that clip right now um, with Isaiah catching
3: up with him the other day.
1: We are upstairs at Minnesota Traders Co. Grand Opening, and I am joined by the legend.
3: Eric Faust from Duluth Coffee Company. Happy almost. to be
1: here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's been a crazy hectic day. I'm so glad you're able to come up and uh, we just want to pick your brain a little bit and see a little bit how how the experience has been and and your relationship with Minnesota Traders Co. So tell us about the first time that uh, the owners here reached out to you about bringing Duluth coffee into Minnesota Traders.
3: Uh, Natalia and Colton, I'm not even sure when they reached out to me, but it was, it was quite some time ago. Uh, they had reached out just because they had been in Duluth. They'd been to my coffee shop, knew I was a wholesale roaster, and reached out to see if they could purchase coffee from me, and uh, in that conversation with Natalia, I told her, well, we not only sell coffee, but we like to help coffee shops get going. We like to explain what equipment to get, how to go about brewing it, how to service it, Uh, and so I made a trip out to Pequot. I fell in love with the two of them and with their project, and from that point forward, we've been having a lot of fun.
1: So, have you uh, been to Pequot before? But was, was that your first trip out here?
3: You know, if I had been to Pequot, I don't remember it. So, uh, I this could that could have been my first trip out here. Yes. Okay. So, what was that initial
1: reaction coming up to Pequot Lakes and seeing the bobber?
3: I well, mean- I had no idea where I was going. I thought I was headed to someone's cabin or something, and uh, all of a sudden, this little town came about, and there was a bobber, and. Uh, I really had no idea where I was. And then I, I walked into this space that was under complete construction. And I complete thought, well, <laughs> these two are nuts. They're totally my kind of people.
1: That's so awesome. And so tell me about how it went from there. So obviously, you guys started communicating and decided they decided to go with you guys for their coffee. And um, how has it been watching this space grow and up to, uh, you know, buying equipment and all that stuff. Tell us a little bit about that process.
3: Um, It's, I mean, it's been awesome from from the beginning. I I love getting in on a project when it's just cement floors and uh, drawings, and they they involved me early on, and I'm so grateful for it. Uh, So uh, they had a vision from the beginning that was super awesome, well put together, cohesive. Uh, So I fell in love with that, invited them out to Duluth. They came out. Uh, with Brock and uh, looked at, you know, the equipment that I had, the equipment that I was recommending they purchase, and we just talked over, you know, what was their real dream, you know, as a, as a full company, but also in the way of their coffee service, and I, sh- I showed them the equipment that I thought would help manifest that in a way that would um, give them the best coffee service in Pequot Lakes and rival anyone in Minnesota.
1: Wow, that's super cool to have to be able to have kind of a bug in their ear through that whole process because, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I was watching them kind of from behind the scenes uh, go about this whole process of trying to purchase all this equipment and all that. I'm sure they were very grateful to have kind of a mentor like yourself to say, hey, this is what I would do, and this is the best way to kind of have the I mean the best coffee I mean and, and have the best product for the customers so fast forward to today um, what, what has it been like seeing this place up and running and I don't even know if you call it a weld machine yet but you were doing a cupping this morning and uh, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are and and how far they've come
3: uh, I woke up excited to get here uh, I mean from my house it was a three-hour drive and I couldn't wait to get in the car and see this place finished uh, Natalie and Colton are, are so intentional and I'm an intentional person and so I knew that walking in today I just I wanted to get there early and I wanted to watch people walk in the door see where their eyes drifted see where they gravitated in the space and it was so fun to watch it was uh, like refreshing to see You know, this dream that these two had spoken me through at, you know, restaurants and bars and my coffee shop uh, to see it like totally manifested in consumers and customers like walking in the door. And so I showed up. I I set up a cupping. Uh, They had uh, almost a dozen people that wanted to come and learn about coffee. And so I walked them through. Uh, coffee cupping, which is essentially um, slurping coffee out of small dishes side by side as someone like me walks you through the flavor nuances of the coffees.
1: One thing I wanted to hit on too is that um, earlier Colton was telling us that you actually would are handpicking your beans.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm not responsible for picking them. There is somebody actually picking them, but yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. My company started nine years ago and since that time I've had the great opportunity to travel to um, basically everywhere that I buy coffee from. And so all of the coffees that um, MN Traders uh, carries are all from places that I've actually been to and they all have the names of producers that I work with directly. And so their lineup of coffee um, represents the most intentional and progressive like level of coffee that is out there.
1: That is incredible. So tell us just a little snip about what goes into why you choose the beans that you do.
3: Uh, you know, there is so much, uh, first and foremost, you know, it has to taste good. Like why we drink coffee is, is for it to taste good, but also it needs to come from, uh, people who are, are, are good, happy, dedicated, passionate people. And so I find producers through tasting in the cup, but then I go to their farms to find out that if it's somebody that vibes with me, it's just like helping open a coffee shop. Like I had to come out here and meet with Natalia and Colton to see if these are people I can vibe with. And so uh, for me, um, I got to go to the farm. I got to meet the people. I got to know what their dream and intention is for the coffee. And in that I, I connect supply chains like MN Traders to people like Diego Abarca in Terrazu, Costa Rica and uh, it's a beautiful thing it's why uh, when you we taste the coffee here it tastes good because it's it's made by people that are happy
1: that's cool to hear. And thank you for explaining a little bit about that. And um, your company has been around for nine years. Um, What was it like starting Duluth Coffee Co?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's nine years this month in downtown Duluth. The year before that was actually out of my garage. Um, I am not a seasoned business person. Um, I'm a passionate coffee person. And so um, I started my company out of my garage 10 years ago, selling out of the back of a pickup truck Uh, because I wasn't really sure if it was going to work, but it did. And so nine years ago, I moved a little roaster to downtown Duluth. And and since that time, I've just met so many wonderful people in the coffee industry, and I, I am more excited about it today than I ever have been
1: that's awesome because we talk about on this podcast and a lot with Colton and myself and everyone else, it's about building relationships and in real estate too. It's, it's making sure that you have a, you set a vibe with people, but it's building intentional relationships with people to make sure that, you know, you, you are, are moving in the same direction and kind of well machine. And um, it's cool to hear about, you know, so many many businesses start from a garage you know but it's you know those things you you just gotta try it you gotta you gotta do it so tell us why um you know what sets your guys's coffee apart from anyone else's
3: you know it sets our coffee is different than anyone's because we are more intentional in our buying practices than anyone else's is in the coffee industry the coffee industry is um Uh, in history that has a lot of opportunity for smoke and mirrors and uh, I have since the beginning, since selling out of the back of my pickup truck uh, believed in transparency and trying to go about buying a product that comes from most of the time third world countries in a way that is done with the most integrity and intentionality and that's never failed me and uh, I've done nothing but find good partners like Colton and Natalia along the way who have helped my, my vision, uh, become a reality too. So
1: yeah, that's cool. So tell us about how your guys's relationship is going to move going forward. Are you going to continue to come and visit here and hopefully continue to expand your business?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I, I help coffee shops open because I love watching dreams manifest. And so I, I can already tell that our relationship is deep and only going to get deeper. And so I'm looking forward to showing up to their nine year anniversary and seeing how this place has evolved and influenced their community and uh, what crazy thing they're doing, you know, nine years from now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I plan to continue to come out here. My whole staff is so excited about what these guys are doing. And so uh, I gave uh, Natalia and Colton a coffee tree and I hope we can watch that grow as we also watch their business grow.
1: One thing that I want to tell you is that me being not somebody who knows much about coffee, I mean, I'm in the majority. Most people don't really understand how all of that works. I had for the first time after, you know, consistently drinking, you know, pour overs and Americanos, once Trader started, I had actually tasted a, like a burnt bad tasting coffee. And I was like, oh, that's what, Okay, it all kind of clicked for me so I, I it's I I thank you for that and I'm glad that these guys are bringing a whole new level of of coffee to the area and it's really just gonna force everyone else to step it up and I'm really excited for that because you know it's it's just' it helps everybody else grow. And, um, especially me, I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm like, can I have a pour over all the time? Like I've already (laughs) got the kid at home, like let's go. So, oh um, Is there anything else that you want to say about your experience working with Colton and Natalia before we kind of sign off?
3: Uh, no, they're just, uh, they're people that are are super impressive and people that I, I look up to both in their business acumen and then, Also, just their passion for doing something cool for their community. Like, you don't find people like this often. uh, So to be in business with them is like a, it's an honor. And I am, I'm I'm super grateful for it. And so being here today was super important to me.
1: It's going to be a great day. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate Uh, it. Isaiah, we just listened to you and Eric talking from the other day. What was something you got out of that? Um, I learned that he actually didn't ride a camel to go pick up, uh, you know, beans and pick those out. A camel? Yeah. Um, not a, not obviously a pony a Obviously in my head, like, it was obviously that I thought if you pick out beans, you have to ride a camel. But it wasn't that, um, I think it was a side-by-side or something. But, you know, it was cool a, to a catch camel. up with him and just to hear his process and, like, his passion behind his business was One of my favorite parts of that interview, just getting to hear him talk about his vision and just the ability to bring, you know, a new, a new way to look at coffee to people and not just, not just buying beans to buy beans and not just whatever, actually being thoughtful and purposeful about why he's picking these beans and why he's doing this way. and also to hear about his process and how involved he was. I didn't realize how involved he was with Traders, um, kind of from A to Z where he was helping them pick out all that equipment, stuff like that. So very, very cool. Um, thank you again to Eric for uh, letting me to pick his brain a bit and um, just get to hear more about his story. So it was awesome to have him here.
2: Yeah, Colton, um, Isaiah said here at Traders, but Duluth Coffee Co you've seen over the last couple of years has really grown around the, the state of Minnesota. You guys are obviously the local spot here in the Brainerd Lakes area, but he's, he's done some traveling around the state as well to, to supply some.
0: He uh, has, yeah. I, I don't know how many coffee shops or uh, locations they supply, but I, I know there's, there's quite a few. Um, the guy just knows his stuff, and, and there's a lot of coffee people out there in the world, and obviously I only know a handful of them, but I can't imagine anybody knowing more than him. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's great at what he does. He's personable. He's just got the best attitude and, and all of our approaches just jive so well that we, we knew early on that Eric was the the partner that we wanted to have in all of this. But, but like Isaiah said, yeah, we, everything down to, you know, it's not just the beans, it's the machines that we use. It's, you know, the grinders, the espresso machine, the drip machine, everything was, was thoughtfully
2: planned out. And we couldn't have done that without Eric. Yep. Um, also, we mentioned it earlier. This could be the first of this type of segment. And if you are looking to sponsor one of those, we are currently looking for a smaller partner that will be mentioned just here on the podcast. Um, Tyler is our main sponsor that will be you know marketed with listen Local. But I mean a couple these couple segments, we joke about it, but for real, they're gonna be fun. Um, we do want to get the listeners involved maybe in the naming of this Isaiah out and about because I don't really like that or Isaiah interviews. But what do you guys think of that? Maybe put something on Facebook and Instagram saying what should this five-minute segment be where Isaiah goes out and interviews people all by himself? I
0: think that's a good idea. Yeah, we definitely want to... That One of the things that we're striving to do in the coming weeks here is to use our social media a bit more, interact with the listeners a lot more. Um, not only do we always want to hear from you as to who we should be having on the show, but also uh, throw out some questions that we should be asking for the um, how local are you? And yeah, absolutely. Name, name the, uh, you know, Isaiah mini interviews
1: Northwoods agent on the street There it is
0: oh. <laughs> Did you just volunteer to
2: be our sponsor?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't actually. You know, That's we joke about sounded that. like
2: We joke about that. We seem to get more and more people that just want to name stuff in our podcast. That oh oh actually I just want to be named we don't, I don't want to pay you actually right but oh, hey if you don't free promotion. mind mention me for free I, I like that I really like this idea though okay um, Isaiah we can goes we move to on interview from this Isaiah I, we
0: appreciate your willingness
1: to participate thank you for you volunteering know, me for this segment I had nothing to do with <laughs> yeah you're you're
2: telling me you didn't like the little chat
1: with Eric I love the little chat with Eric
2: and you joke about the Northwoods agent thing but think of all the people you're gonna meet personally. Going to all of these different spots.
1: Ah, gotcha.
2: Can I drink when I'm interviewing them and, like, eat food? Don't say that on air. <laughs> Why not? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can. think that we be did be my favorite part. Uh, I is, thought it was encouraged.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: like, I, I feel like if I would do that segment, it would be, like, sitting down with Jeff McCullough at the bar having one of his pizzas. At Mission like Tavern. At Mission Tavern, yep. yes. Yeah. Um, and no,
0: I think that's where there's a lot of opportunity I be to fun. be because um, then it's more doing like this a little sample. more relaxed yep
1: yeah more relaxed and whatever because let's face it we've tried the whole like sit down and have a few beers before we do the podcast and it's kind of just like a train falling off a cliff so we're gonna get but much
0: slower that. yeah much slower than i imagine a train falling off a cliff yeah
1: yeah anyways <laughs> uh so november is knocking on our door um which begs the question what's going on with bce Everyone in the
2: area for the past couple of years has seen Woods to Water as the main sponsor of BCE and you guys are sort of, not to bring Minnesota Traders into this again, but you guys are are partnering with Minnesota Traders and the Clausens are getting involved this year. Why was it so important to you to sort of transition from Woods to Water to Traders for this year's sponsorship? Well, there's going to be two. So Woods to Water is still going to,
0: you know, sponsor and captain a team, okay. and then Traders is also going to captain a team. But I think it just goes down to the the roots of Best Christmas Ever, and the the organization is reach as many families as possible. Um, you know, Woods to Water doesn't do it as a as a way to promote our business. We do it as a opportunity for a small group of people to grow some relationships with the local community by bringing Mm -hmm. making that small group, a little bigger group, Mm -hmm. but impact, making a huge impact on, on one family in the community. So
1: now we get to do two families. So for those of you who don't know or have not heard of uh, Best Christmas Ever, uh, Best Christmas Ever is a nonprofit organization that we partner with and we go through and we sponsor a family to give them the Best Christmas Ever. And we look for families who have fallen on hard times at no fault of their own. And we are just looking for nominations at this point. So the nomination period is open. If you go to bcemovement.org, you can find um, uh, a, a form to fill out. You can nominate a family that you think would fit that criteria that we could sponsor. Uh, nominations uh, are good through November 1st. So um, get out. If you know who, of somebody, go ahead and go over to that website um, and we will go through and select a family. But last year it was it was incredible. I mean, that was my first year ever doing it. Um, we got to really just make a huge impact in a family's life. Mm-hmm. And it was my favorite part was just seeing like the community pour out. I mean, I was calling everybody from, you know, Job's Wood to drop off wood for this family to uh, Bill's Gun Shop for, you know, passes for conceal and carry and different things that this family needed um, specifically. And it was just nobody ever said no. Mm -hmm. They may not have said we can't give it to you, but they may say, well, let's do this or Mm -hmm. let's work together to to make this happen. So it was was awesome.
2: I think a couple big things I noticed from last year too with you guys was... um, Hey, you're right. The family. I mean, just seeing that on their faces. You know, we try to document all of that, and we want to be cautious of younger kids being on camera. You know, Colton, we had talked about that, but just the joy on their faces. Um, that family. I I can't say it. Just them. That the family a couple of years ago as well. You know, what um, you gave. I think was it Timberwolves tickets. You gave a couple of years ago, or yep. and he the the kid that played basketball in middle school was just elated and then last year it was younger kids for the majority of it and the bikes and the Um, we did they got got new beds yeah there was things that we
1: really needed yeah and you know we were able to provide for them and on top of you know new bikes and you know all that stuff that's that's fun that really makes kids you know you see their faces light up when you get to deliver that so i think it's a cool way just to get involved with the community and and help bring those people out who otherwise don't you know do things and a lot of it is great because it's not always a monetary thing so we have wrapping parties where you can come and help us wrap gifts or you can you know make phone calls to different Mm -hmm. organizations to help see if they're willing to donate things and uh, people really come out so tell us about Colton tell us about why this is important to you and you decided to bring this to Woods to Water uh, because I know that you had been exposed to it when you were in the metro
0: yeah I I really think it's just the first time you do it or if you see somebody do it or or witness like Jacob is saying it's such a bittersweet thing you know, we mentioned the family from two years ago that Woods to Water sponsored, and we knew that the mom of these two kids was in her in her final days. We didn't know what that meant. We didn't know if that was a year or a month, but we knew that this was likely going to be her, her last Christmas with her kids. Um, so to be able to deliver them not only, you know, some money to put in a college fund, but clothes and tickets to... Uh, or passes. So he could go to soccer camp or basketball shoes for the, for the girl who, you know, they they didn't have any money because of the amount of medical debt that they were in because of her fighting cancer. Um, we could, we can raise money to send you on a trip anywhere in their case, Minneapolis was about as far as we could send them. Um, but yeah, we gave them a a weekend getaway in Minneapolis so they could all and have all go and have one last trip as a family. And they did go to the Timberwolves game and they went to the water park and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just so many little things. But when you when you deliver it, it, it's bittersweet because you know what it means. But for that moment that
2: you're there, you can see that everybody forgot it. And it's just nothing but but happiness. Yep. And Isaiah mentioned it earlier, the phone calls. And um, I think that was honestly one of the coolest parts from last year um, at Woods to Water. That Those last couple nights, you guys were going hard on the phones, the tele... The what do you call it? The like a dial yeah. Kind that's of, what yeah. I was thinking. But I mean, it was so cool because you guys, the whole team was there, and somebody be like, Got one, got one. And it was like, and they weren't, I mean, the, the people in this area, and, and maybe it's our community too, just don't give a dollar or two, you know, they they want to support and and meaningful give meaningful donations, whether it is money or what they can supply from their companies. Um, Colton, now this year. I think it's really cool the team brought in traders as well because I think you can get creative so it's not just phone calls as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one there there's a million ways to to reach out to people and to get help and have the community come together and and sponsor a family. 100,000 things that we could do. Uh one limitation that we have at Woods to Water is we put up this gift tree and we say, you know, come and grab a tag off the tree to buy, you know, Susie some mittens. Uh, or a winter hat, or the kid needs some some snow boots or whatever it is, we can put that on the tree. But how much foot traffic do we really get in a real estate office mm-hmm. without having an event to draw them in? Mm-hmm. Here at Traders, we're going to have this giant tree set up. It'll be loaded with tags. How giant is it going to be? It's going to be pretty big. <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. But, um, yeah, there'll be a tree here that you can – We know that there will be a lot of people coming in and out regularly that aren't going to have a clue what BCE is and they're going to see that tree. They're going to hear the story and, but you know, just seeing their face at the moment that they're compelled to do something about it, uh, makes it, makes it all the better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, One thing, one thing to touch on going back to Isaiah explaining the program, um, the nominations are 100% anonymous. So what we need is the person who is as close to that family who's fallen on hard times as possible, um, you know, best friend, niece, aunt, whoever, somebody super, super close, as close as possible to them uh, to go on and nominate. That nominator is our conduit to the family from the point where we select that family to the gift drop date. You're the ones that make sure that they're home on the drop date. You're the ones that help give us that shopping list for what all the kids need, uh, the gift ideas, all of those pain points that they have in their life, aside from you know what's going on that led them to to where they are today. We can help with. You know, mm-hmm. we we can't change the past, but we can help um, you know soften soften the blow of the future, and for sure give them the the best Christmas ever. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. It, it it's so meaningful. I mean, that's the thing, and I hope traders can show the more of the community what it actually means like you said the you, only option
0: i found is traders bay in minnesota do you want to call that one
2: i do not actually no. guy siri i don't know why looks like that's it
1: so why did you choose that voice for your siri i didn't colton switched it last night no that,
2: see i did <laughs> i was on your
0: computer for a split second and it started talking to me too <laughs> yeah
2: I don't know, freaking government. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be serious. <laughs> Two seconds on this goddamn. Show.
0: We can be serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, British Siri just
2: pops out of nowhere. Jeez. Oh. My, anyway, maybe a that's win. a good way to transition. Anyway, yeah, we're all excited. I love documenting this stuff. This is, it's such a small part. Of you know what we've been able to help with at Blaze Air and just give these videos, but it's so awesome what you guys are doing, and it's it's rewarding. I think we said it after the last video. It's just like it's rewarding, and that's it. And just to to see the joy on all of these families' faces during such a hard time,
1: you know, in their lives. So yeah, well, I, I think I it's... love it too because the last two years, and you probably were just going to say this, but like each year that we've done this, the family that we're sponsoring has donated back to themselves that's pretty amazing without knowing yeah and they have either given gifts or or donated a monetary amount the actual family that needs that that we're sponsoring has actually given back and it's always just like one of those things where people are can be extremely selfless and it's awesome to see
0: yeah to know the pain and the pain in their life and what they're going through and they and they still put it secondary to somebody else and you know they're gonna they're gonna come out and, and help some other family in need even though their needs are are likely greater or mm-hmm. or the same mm-hmm. um, yeah it's cool cool to see so yep. here we are we're we're right in the heart of it uh, yeah we got two weeks about two weeks until nominations close so um, please 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 spread the word uh, we always say talk to your churches talk to you know school counselors um, HR departments at at businesses they can they can help point you in directions uh, of people or pick up the phone and call somebody who knows something that's going on uh again anonymous discreet at the at the start of all of this when we do select the family it is a complete surprise so um if that wasn't if that wasn't clear enough nominations come in anonymously we select a family anonymously Names don't get used at all throughout the fundraising efforts. Um, nobody knows who the family is until the day that we drop, drop the gifts uh, on their doorsteps to keep it just as big of a surprise as possible. So,
2: Yep, love it. Um, we do want to touch on one other thing, and maybe we'll really dive into it in next week's episode, but it's almost Halloween as well. Um, there's a lot in this area going on. Like, once again, just like the Fire Tower, we're seeing more of that. I think we're seeing more Halloween festivals or get-togethers this year in the area. I know Paul Bunyan Land is doing something. Um, I know our pal James at the Bungalows is doing something. And then there's even a pretty sweet event going on here, Thursday the 28th, um, here at Traders. Colton, what have you been seeing? I know, and also, you can find all of them on the Woods to Water blog. Yes, Yeah, that's probably the
0: best place to find it because it took me about an hour and a half to put together the list of all the things going on. There's there's a ton, there's a ton, and still every day, at least two more are popping up. It's like okay, we got to throw this on there, we got to throw that on there. Definitely not trying to exclude anybody. So if you're not on the list, let me know. We can add it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. There's something probably starting. Well, I think Copper Creeks is. Oh yeah. Yep. Is,
1: gosh, the end of this week. Yeah, the tw- sorry, the 21st to 23rd. Um, Copper Creek doing their pumpkin carving contest. And then the Northland Arboretum's Haunted Trails opens up mm. this weekend. Love it. So tell me about what your guys' favorite memories are from Halloween growing up. Ooh, that's good. I got to think about
2: that for a second. Do you have-
0: there What's was it? a giant blizzard on Halloween. We were at, this is when I lived in Cross Lake, um, we were at the community center at the. The halloween mm-hmm. it was it was like trick-or-treating it was like a halloween carnival inside the the gym at the community center in cross lake we were there and when we walked in it was you know just a typical fall night cold wet windy and we walked out and there was literally like over a foot of snow and we only lived maybe six blocks less than a mile away from the community center at that time but that was that was a memory. And that night, I was a vampire, and I had the fake <laughs> teeth in, and uh, the the mold actually popped out one of my other teeth. Oh, yeah. no. wonderful! Like It just stuck into the the, the fangs. It sounds and, like a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> but but that was that was probably That's from that sorry. point on. Things got a little less innocent and more troublesome yeah. as yeah. you know, young teen and yeah, people stealing <laughs> so, my candy and
1: oh yeah. Have you gotten in trouble, Jacob, during Halloween? Gotta do any mischievous thing. Yeah. I probably shouldn't talk about it on this, but <laughs> Jacob no, was one,
0: Jacob was the one
2: stealing my candy. Probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> I Makes it sense. seemed to be like I was always the yeah, let's go do it. And then I was the getaway driver, but I talked people into doing the stuff. I never actually <laughs> the <instigator>. did it. Investigator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I brought
1: toilet paper. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just went to Costco. <laughs> here you go. Uh, man, <laughs> oh man. Yeah,
0: they
2: there's so many. Growing up in this area, we we had fun. Like Colton said, there was just there's a lot of memories. There's a couple that stick out in my mind. Um, my friend Carly, we we grew up together, right down the street from each other. Um, there was a year her dad got at the time it had to have been about 2000. I had just got my license, um, so 2006 ish. And then her Carly's dad got a brand new Hummer, and I said I wanted to go drive the Hummer, and Steve goes. Okay, you can go drive the Hummer, but you're also going to take Chloe, who's Carly's little sister, and all her friends trick-or-treating. I was the happiest person in the world driving this, like, pimped-out white Hummer, but then I realized I'm driving around a bunch of little, like, <laughs> 10-year-old girls trick-or-treating, but I didn't care because I was driving the Hummer. So that's, I don't know why, that, that's uh, one that sticks in my head. That was really anticlimactic. I was really expecting you, like, ran into a light pole. And then I or... left all the little 10-year-old girls in Nisswa, and then I went to the Minneapolis with the thing. That's that the spirit. Yep, that's okay. the spirit. That's what <laughs> yeah. I was looking for. And it's funny. I saw <laughs> Chloe the other day. Um, we were at actually at our pal Trav's uh, going away party because he's in the military and got deployed again. Um, and she was there, and we, we were talking about that story. And, I, and I, you're right. It is. There's not a lot of, like, amazingness to it, but it's just one of those things that just stick in my mind. I got to drive a brand-new yeah. Hummer. Um, another one, not in the area though No, it, you do How this, local are you? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is uh, very Minnesota-y um, But my uncle who works in developments in the cities um, Him and his wife were designing this development over in Medina And so we always saw the houses being built A year later, all the houses were built And it became a spot where a lot of Vikings players and Timberwolves players They'd all go live um, Flip Saunders was there and so what we did was go trick or treat in that neighborhood because we knew we would get a lot of sweet candy, full size candy bars. Yep. So Corey Koski lived <laughs> oh, there, yeah. and I—I was—I had to been about twelve or thirteen, and I'm like trick or treat, and I was just expecting like autographed baseballs for some reason. No. <laughs> That, not the not the case
1: um, give
0: you little individual size packages of yeah. david sunflower seeds <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some chew yeah oh that would have if i was a professional ball player yeah. i would give big league chew bags i know right i was just gum, uh, obviously yeah. that's what
2: that is it was like one of those like oh, Korgoski, i'm gonna get some cool stuff and i go up and he throws like Candy corn in there, and it was just one of those like, you gave me oh, one Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks. I hope you get traded. But um, yeah, um, so no, that was that's all. The, I all, other than that, yeah, just like Colton said, a lot of just little memories of of terrorizing this place. Um, Halloween's fun. I love Halloween. People call it a holiday. It's definitely not a holiday. But no,
0: it's it's. I think a lot of things that we do are just made up holidays that are yeah. just excuses to.
1: Saint Patrick's Day. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, excuses to drink. Yeah. What you <laughs> no, just to celebrate. Just like to celebrate whatever.
2: Some. Fourth of July. They claim it was in seventeen seventy six. Who knows? There weren't <laughs> there weren't cameras around okay. back then. <laughs> there weren't drones? drones. Go back to yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their their Independence Day is on a random day too. So Yeah. Oh, um, this is getting a little long. But I think honestly we've touched on really good points. I'm excited about this one. Uh, we talked about a lot. Important things like BCE, stupid things like us doing stuff on Halloween, but then important things about what to do in the area for Halloween. Um, and then I do want to say before we end this, you know, we haven't had really a chance to recap with just us three in a while without a guest. And just thanks to all of the guests we've had on over this year. It's been awesome. We've we've been lucky to have such a good list of guests and groups and some great conversation and We've learned so much over the summer. I know I have it. I'm sure you guys as well. Yeah.
0: And I think we have an awesome lineup coming up yeah. in, the next, in the coming shows. I think we've got a lot, of, a lot of good guests coming on, a lot of exciting things mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, hopefully people are, are intrigued by, by yeah. what we have coming
1: today was fun thank you so much uh for sitting down uh i know we didn't have a guest today but um it was cool to catch up and to go over kind of the local happenings but uh thank you guys and thank you to our listeners for listening to the listen local podcast